Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Mi esfuerzo por aprender español. Quiero pedir ayuda a la familia de la iglesia. Quiero supar mi miedo a utilizar el poco español que ser para poder hablar con fluidez y sonar natural. Amén. Éfesos 3, 20 y 21. Y aquel que es poderoso para hacer todo mucho más abundantemente de lo que pedamos o entendamos según el poder que abra en nosotros. A él sea la gloria en la iglesia, iglesia y en Cristo Jesús por todas las generaciones, por los siglos de los siglos. Amén. Praise the Lord. Did you all understand me? And I'm talking about everybody that doesn't speak Spanish. Did you understand what I said? No. Well, this someone is going to take a time to say something to you real quick. Sometimes God will speak to you specifically and not for everybody else. What he has to say is for you and for you only. You're looking at me like, what does that mean? Sometimes God will speak to you and it's not for you to turn around and share for everybody else. That, that divine revelation that you got that you want to share, look, it's got quiet. It's not always for you to go out and tell everybody because God speaks to us individually. And that divine revelation that you get sometimes is probably to help you and not run around and tell everybody else. Amen. Amen. So now let's go into English. Ephesians chapter 3 and 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the year of 2024, and this is the year of more. Yeah, not anybody's excited about it. Maybe I'm going to preach to myself today because I just feel a heaviness right now, and I don't even want to get into that because I believe that God has a word for us. And if you guys want more, if you just want to keep doing the same things you've been doing all the rest of your life, you just come to church, and you want to. Who wants more out of church? Who wants more out of their life? Who wants more of what you're doing right now? I know I want more. I want more favor. I want more provision, more blessings, more strength, more health. Uh, I'm not going to say more children. Grandchildren, yes. Hallelujah. Pastor JR, Pastor Erica, more grandchildren. But when we want more, we also got to understand that we got to have to deal with more. But we have to understand that there's going to be more suffering, more challenges, more disappointments, more sickness, more death, more debt and decline. 
There's two sides of that coin. We talked about that last week. You can't just take one side of the coin. But if you want to see more blessings in, uh, than cursings in 2024, then you got to choose this day. Do you want more? Amen. Amen. Well, if you want more, you got to do more. But if you do less, you're still going to get more. More problems, more difficulties, more complications, and more inconveniences. Now, speaking of wanting more, but doing less, I remember years ago when I asked a couple of people here in the church to help me with my Spanish, and one specifically I asked was Sister Liz Contreras to help me learn more Spanish. Amen. I wanted to do more, but I did less. And so one day, because she always talks to me, she sees me, she prays for me in Spanish, she'll, she'll slow down for me, and, and everything was great. But then one day, we're having prayer. And it was a great day of prayer, and a lot of people showed up at prayer. And the spirit was heavy, and, and uh, Liz came in, and she was, she was prophesying, and she was praying in English and in Spanish, and everything was going really good. And then all of a sudden, she goes, Pastor! She says, come here. And I came up to her and she goes, I'm going to pray in Spanish and you're going to interpret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, I wanted more. I wanted to learn more Spanish and, and I, I did get more. I got more problems, more difficulties, more complications, inconveniences, and more embarrassment. Because I didn't only, I, I probably caught three or four words of what she said. And I was looking at her like this. While my wife was just looking at me going. But I learned something in that. Sometimes we say we want something, but we don't do what we want to do to get what we want. It's like, man, I want to be rich. I want to be a, a millionaire. I, I want to I play the piano. I, I, I want this. People say what they want, but they really don't want it. They think they want it. But saints of God, if you want more in 24, you got to do more. Last week, we also talked about we want the maximum benefit for minimal effort. Amen. So anybody in here that got in, okay, you don't have to raise your hand, but you needed some work done at your house. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And you get somebody to come in and you get the, a few people and they bid on the job and you usually take the cheapest person. Why? Because you wanted more for less. But then later on, you got the person that came the cheapest guy. But you guess what you ended up getting more of a mess and it ends up costing you more difficulties, more inconveniences, more embarrassment. We also learned last week that God expects a return on his talents that he gave you. We need to be more like the two faithful servants who took what God gave them and invested. Somebody say invest. Amen. They invested their talents and gave back to God double what God had given them. See, we have this mindset as, as, as saints is that when we want, like if we get something, God gives us something, and if we get what we get, we turn around, we'll try to invest it, but we don't invest it for God. We're investing it for ourselves. 
And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm just using this one specific, yes. I just, I hear you, Lord. The specific example, I want to say, and I'm going to use this at church, and I want all you guys, if you guys have been in church for maybe 10 minutes, you'll understand something, is that as a pastor, many times we, we can get, we can have a full band up here. Where am I going with this? Maybe I am going here with this. We want a bunch of people up here, and people say, I want to be on the stage, and I want this. And there's pastors that want to have a great service. They want a great service, so they'll pay to have a great service. And it's only a great service because the people that come up here sing because you paid them to sing. You wanted more, but you end up with more mess because you just allow certain people... In places they don't belong. So we have to want more and do more to get more. So this morning I want to talk to you about this. And it sounds weird about what we talked about last week. But I know I want more in 24. But we're going to talk about today unleashing more of God's favor. Your life his glory. How many people want favor? Do you even know what favor is? Mm, let's think about that. Well, we talked about Ephesians uh, 3 and 20 and 21. And in this passage, we got to understand that there is so much in this passage that it literally tells us that God could do abundantly more than we can even think about. So whatever you could think God could do more. So that's why we use that, that scripture, because God said, look, I'm going to do more than what you can think. There's gonna, he's got things for you that you, can, you haven't even thought of yet. But God's favor often signifies the gracious and benevolent attitude toward his people. It's rooted in the belief that Jesus, out of his love and his mercy, bestows his favor upon those who seek and follow him faithfully. Do you fit that? Some of us want more, like we want that job, but do you fit the description? Are you seeking him? Are you following him faithfully? What is God's favor? Here are some key aspects of God's favor. When you have God's favor, you'll have more divine blessings. Maybe I'll get more amens. Uh, who wants more mess? But I did it a couple weeks ago. Maybe that's why people are quiet. Last week, I don't know. Was it last week I did it? Last week when somebody was just sitting there and they were looking, I was like, let me help you out uh, to get blessings. Uh, if, I ha- if I brought $100 right here, if you knew there was a blessing, a divine blessing, a divine appointment, what would you do to get it? We're such an ungrateful people that we won't even say yes you and thank you. I mean, thank you to God until we get what we want. We sit down and we pray, we pray, we pray. You know, the Bible says, let that man not get anything because you didn't pray in faith. So when you pray, you should pray and then thank God and give him praise before you even see it. That's called faith. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence. 
of things not seen. You want healing in your body? You better give him praise right now before you get healed. Favor, divine blessings. God's favor is associated with blessings, both spiritual and material. It's believed that those who have God's favor may experience prosperity, protection, and well-being in various aspects of their lives. You guys know a guy named Abraham in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God said to Abraham, I will make unto you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and I will be and you will become a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I'll curse. Man, sounds like favor to me. And all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you who wants that kind of blessing who wants that kind of favor but what we get see i'm not trying to preach at you but i'm going to there's a time sometimes we want favor for ourselves and i read read this scripture when god was talking to abraham we see this scripture but we don't realize that abraham was a faithful man unto god he said this he said i will make your name great Most of us want that, but we want it for ourselves. We literally want to go to places. We want to do things. We want to become, uh, what do we call them? Uh, Social media influencers. We're like, because I want to look great. I want to be great. I want to have favor with man. But you can have all the favor you want with man, but you you know what? You need to start start looking for God's favor. Because once you have God's favor, then you'll have favor with God and man. There's a difference because we're seeking man's favor. And then once we get man's favor, you know, all of this, when you see, you know, first of all, I just want to thank God for everything that's happened in my life and this and that. They ain't even acknowledging God. Come on, you guys. The, The playoffs are getting ready to happen. I want to thank God. Free pookie. <laughs> Shout out to blah, blah, blah. Nah, man. I praise God. Now, I, 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 I have to do this. My nephew, God bless you. Jericho. I don't, I don't know if you guys seen him uh, yesterday on the All-American Bowl. Boy, got a touchdown. Yeah, but, but this is what I love about his heart. He has an, a heart of an evangelist. The first thing he said, I want to give honor to God and my church. He didn't go out there and say, yo, I'm out here representing West Coast, blah, blah. That was after he gave honor to his God and then to his church. Who's his parents? Praise God. God's promise to Abraham included blessings and a great nation and widespread favor. Another example of God's divine blessing is this. You guys know who King Solomon is? King Solomon, he, he went before the Lord. And he went to the Lord. And just like most of us, we come, all of us have done it. I, I didn't have to be in your prayer closet. I'm not a prophet. I know that you have sat down and said, God, this is what I need in my life. I want my house to be full of peace. I want a wife. I want my children, however it is, in your whatever prayer it is. But when you look at Solomon, you know what Solomon asked? 
Solomon said this. He said more. He says, no, this is what he said to the Lord. He said, Lord, look, I, all the fame, all that stuff is great. This is the only thing I need from you. Give me wisdom. If you give me wisdom to, to, to be the king of your people, to, 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 to help them, to support them, to make sure that they got what they need. I need wisdom for that. That's all I need from you. And you know what the Lord said to him? He said this, moreover, I will give you what you have asked for, both wealth and honor, so that your lifetime to you will have no equal among other kings. Most of us are trying to ask God for things for us to make our life comfortable. But have we ever just sat down over every situation in your life? If maybe your husband's acting crazy, your wife look as fell and bumped her head. I don't know. Your kids are out of line. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But instead, we take God, please help them. Lord, do this for them. Make a way. Of make their crooked path straight. We could do all that instead of just getting on our knees and say, Lord, I need wisdom. I need wisdom for this situation. And most of the time, God's going to tell you wisdom about yourself and not them. Y'all don't want to hear that, right? I'm praying for my husband because he, my kids are out here doing, listening, doing all the TikTok dances and God, God helped them right now. What can I do, Lord? I, I got put oil on their pillow and I'm with a doorstep of the house. And, and no, Lord said, listen, just ask me for wisdom. Because once you get wisdom, you'll know what to do. You, you ain't got to do nothing. Just ask for wisdom. God blessed Solomon uh, with not only wisdom, but he also gave him great wealth. Because once he had the great wisdom, he knew what to do with that wealth. Also, Job. You guys know about Job. Job lost everything. Now, thank you, because I was about to say it. Not everything, but everything his kids where, where the husband's at so if you're a husband raise your hand okay i'm just gonna say this he lost this was a curse he lost his kids his sons his daughters was taken they were taken he lost his cattle his sheep he lost his house he got sick but you know one thing that god left him his wife. Y'all could be mad at me if you want. It's Bible. It's biblical. Think about it. And do you know what she ended up doing? She became a thorn in his side. Just curse God and die. <laughs> yeah so anyway where were we at Joe he lost everything but even his friends were looking at him going man what did you do to have all these things happen and all that stuff you know what Job did before Job got anything Job sat down and he prayed for his friends and then after he prayed for his friends the Lord restored to him all of his fortune and gave him twice as much as he had before. Job experienced a restoration of prosperity and well-being 
after his trials. That's called favor. I know also in Psalms 23, 1 through 6, you guys know this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He make me lie down in the green pasture. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. In this Psalms, listen, it expresses the idea of God providing for every need and, and ensuring well-being. That's God's favor. If you want to unleash God's favor, divine favor in your life, you have to do what Malachi says. Who wants to do what the word of God says? Here, here we go. You guys ready? Who wants God's favor? Every, I just want to make sure. Just Okay, at least, okay, we got about 50%. 50% want God's favor. I'm just going to read this. I'm just going to read this. I'm not even going to elaborate on it, okay? This is about God's favor. I'm not going to elaborate. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food into my house. Test me. Test me, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour you out so much blessings that there will not be room enough for you to even restore it or, or, or to, to store it. I, maybe people get upset with this whole scripture and, and some are going, well, you know, that's old covenant. No, tithe was before the, the covenant itself. It was inside of Abraham's bosom. Who was the first person to tithe? Abraham. He gave it to Melchizedek. Everything that he had, he gave to Melchizedek, who was the prophetic picture of Christ, king and priest. It got quiet. Because a lot of people don't understand their Bible. I know. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to fix that sometime in the future. You guys are laughing. I'm being serious because I am as a preacher. I know I'm preaching some stuff. And some of you guys are like, who is Melchizedek? right? And it's okay. It's okay. I'm glad that you're thinking about it right now. Write that name down because I don't even know how to spell it. I'm looking for it on here. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing. Maybe we could sit down and maybe, maybe, maybe we could do a growth group or something where we could sit down and learn about the basics of the Bible. Maybe we could do that. Praise the Lord. But this is what God said. When you do God's word, he says, try me. You know when people look at you, you go, try me, try me. What's up? Try me. Try me. Right? That's what God's saying to you. He says, if you do my word, try me. Come on. He's waiting to bless you with favor. God's divine favor. If you just do what he tells you to do. God promises blessings, including material abundance to those who are faithful in giving. Honor the Lord with your wealth and your first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. The principle of honoring God with one's resources is linked to the promises of material abundance in your life. But that comes with favor, and that favor comes with following God. But also, but also, in God's favor, we have, this is, here, this is when it gets good, guys. When we have God's favor, we have protection and guidance. 
God's favor is often seen as a form of divine protection and guidance. Those who have God's favor may feel a sense of security and direction, knowing that God is watching over them and guiding every footstep. Man, that's why that when, when, when the psalmist said this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. See, the shadow of death means I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen before me, but I know that God said he's going to be with me every step of the way. I don't know what the, the, the circumstances are happening. I don't know what's going on, but God said, I will be with you always. He is a refuge. He is a shelter. Psalms 91 even says it. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. And to God, I will trust surely. He will save you from the fowler's snare and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and a rampart. Man, we could just preach in that. That is a promise of God. If you follow his word, you will get divine favor, divine protection. He is a refuge. He is a fortress. Have you ever been in a place where you're like, dude, I just need to run to a place where nothing else can get me? All the, the, the stuff that work and at home and, and, and what's happening on the news and social media. I just need a place of rest and peace. And he could be that peace. So don't fear for I am with you. Don't be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. The right hand is a strong hand. The right hand of God is authority and favor. God promises strength and support, emphasizing the, uh, the absence of fear when we're under his protection. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going. These scriptures emphasize the idea that those who trust in God can find refuge, strength, and ongoing protection in various aspects of their lives. So I'm asking you right now, who wants more of God's favor? When you have more of God's favor, you have open doors and opportunities. Having God's favor is sometimes associated with doors opening and opportunities arising. Some people want this right now. It is seen as divine intervention on one's life, paving the way for success and positive outcomes. As we see in uh, the Apostle John in Revelations 3 and 8, he said this, and this is what the Lord has said to him. I know the works and see. He says, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for you have little strength. How many doors in your life do you need to push open right now? Some of you got some right now. Some of you guys don't even have the aptitude. You don't even have the uh, the, the 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 charisma, the the the. I, I'm, I'm so many thus. There's just so many thus that you don't have to open that door. But when you got God's divine favor, He can push open that door for you. I'm sitting here right now. I'm, I'm just going to talk about somebody's business. There's uh, uh, Josiah Tolbert. He got a th he, he has a, a desire in his heart. He wants to be in the Air Force, and he says, "But you know what?" He goes, "I want to go to the Air Force Academy." He's he 
he's aiming high. I think that's what the Air Force says, aim high. And that's what he wants to do. And he was telling me before service, he said, Pastor, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to raise my, my scores. And, and, may, and he says, maybe, maybe they'll let me in. I said, no, 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 son. You follow Christ. You got favor because you do God's word, because you tithe, you come to church, you serve, you pray. And I said, you do everything you know to do and let God put his hand on it. Favor. We as believers, we need to pray for open doors, but not for ourselves. But open doors to proclaim the gospel. Mm, you guys don't like that open door. You have an open door that, you know what, this, this, there's some open doors that you're trying to, hey, man, I, I'm going to try to push this door open, and I want God to get his favor to open that door. No, God's already opened that door. What God wants to do is, you got favor around you, like right now, at your schools, at your job, you got neighbors around you, you have a sphere of influence around you that you could preach the gospel. There's an open door already open that you just need to walk through and tell people about Christ. Yeah, don't sit down and think, well, I don't know that many scriptures and, and I can't, I'm not eloquent of speech like the pastor who isn't because I can't even remember certain words. All you got to do is just tell people what God has done for you. That's preaching the gospel. And if somebody comes to Jesus, well, you know, brother, that's not really, that's Old Testament, blah, blah, blah. Just look at him and go, look, I know what God's done for me. Maybe he's done something for you, but I'm just telling you what he's done in my life. God bless you. Shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. When you have God's favor, he can open up doors of opportunity for his people, whether it be in ministry, whether it be in service or other aspects of life. But you must remember the importance of faithfulness in prayer and perseverance in recognizing and seizing the opportunities to go through those open doors. When you got, have God's favor, you also have spiritual connection. God's favor is often linked to the deep and meaningful relationship with him. Those who seek God's favor are encouraged to cultivate a close and sincere connection through prayer, worship, and living according to spiritual principles. God wants you to have spiritual connections, not just with him, but also with his people. That's why the Bible tells us in Ephesians, it tells us, I mean, excuse me, in Hebrews, not to forsake the assembling of yourselves as you guys are doing right now. But you guys, you know what? We only go to church once. No, most Christians go to church maybe once a month, honestly. Well, right, and amen. But I'm just saying, a lot of us don't. And we have so many issues in our lives that if you get connected with a family of God, that you, when you have stuff, when you go through stuff, you're not going to go through it alone. Come on, saints. When, 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 I don't know what I would have done without my church family. When I was laying in the hospital and I was dying, I had people, not everybody was able to come up and see me, but I had saints of God all over this nation, all over this world that was praying on my behalf. Because I had a family. There was family that I knew and family that I didn't know. You guys ever go to a family reunion? And somebody, hi, I'm your cousin so-and-so. Right? You guys with me on this? See, that's what happened to me. When I got out of the hospital and I started walking around, our people were just looking at me. And I'm looking and they look at me and go, Pastor, Pastor. You know, they, they just, Pastor, Pastor. 
I've been praying for you. I didn't even know who this guy was, but he knew me. And when he says, I've been praying for you, I said, come here, brother. See, when you have family in the body of Christ, you ain't got to go through it by yourself. There's people, you tell me some things are going on in your life. You know what? I'm getting on the phone and calling people. They don't know you, but I'm going to say, I'm going to give the name. Look, look, when you go before the, the, the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and grace in a time of need, you bring somebody's name up to the Lord. Say, Lord, I don't know who this person is, but right now I'm just praying right now for Anovi Johnson, Lord. I just want to pray for her right now. And I thank you, God. I, I may not ever know her. I've never seen her, but bring me the name. And I'm just going to go ahead and intercede because I got a family. I got a family. And I will have to tell you as a pastor, don't just be calling me and calling the church because you need something. Because those are the calls I usually get. Hey, pastor, uh, we're, we're uh, homeless right now. I'm sorry, what's your name? Don't get mad at me, but I'm just going to tell you. I'm sorry, I don't know you're not a part of my family. But I will help you. Here's some numbers that you can get the help that you need. Because I don't know them. Sounds so familiar, doesn't it? Depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah, you guys are looking at me like, man, that's kind of cold. No, it's not. We don't do toxic charity. We take care of our family members. Oh, oh, yes. We take care of our family. That's the kind of favor you get when you're a part of God's family. When you have God's favor... It's not based on merit. Importantly, the concept of God's favor is often emphasized as a gift, and it's not something earned through human effort. It reflects God's unmerited love and kindness towards his creation. God's grace is his favor. Listen, saints, don't get it twisted. Just because you had made some bad decisions... You need to also hold on to this one thing because, yes, God gives us favor, but you still have favor on you. You don't realize that you have favor and grace on you because you're you're going through some bad situations. But I don't want you to get it twisted. I don't want you to understand that when you're going through some bad times in your life, you got to hold on to your faith. Even when things seem crazy and impossible, God's favor doesn't care about your age. He doesn't care about your circumstances or what people say. It's like a surprise party waiting to happen. His favor is there. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that I was wa uh, walking in the favor of God. Amen. See, God will be there for you. When life throws you a curveball, uh, trust that God's favor can turn things around. Your setbacks are just set up for something amazing. God's ready for your, your palace moment, kind of like Joseph. When you have more of God's favor, you're going to have one of those, you're made for this, this uh, uh, moment, this kind of, put it this, you were made for this kind of moment. Kind of like Esther. Esther was a queen with a purpose. When the spotlight was on her, she didn't play it safe. When God empowered her to step up and make a difference, she saved many people's lives. Because she had God's favor. Saints of God, you're not here by accident today. You're here for such a time as this. God's favor isn't just for you. It's for people around you. Get ready to shine your life for a, a, such a time as this moment. Are you guys ready 
to live exceedingly, abundantly more than you can ask or think? Are you ready for more of God's favor in your life? So let us all live with the confidence that God's favor isn't just a Bible story. It's your story. As I bring this to a close. Do you guys know what God provides with his favor? Everybody wants this picture of favor. And we talked about everything God can do for us. But there's something that's in his favor for all of us. And that is forgiveness and grace. God's favor is closely tied to forgiveness and grace. Through his favor, God extends mercy and grace to individuals, forgiving their shortcomings. How many got shortcomings? He forgives our shortcomings and he offers us opportunity for spiritual growth and transformation. Ephesians chapter 1, 7 through 8. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which we may abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Forgiveness, redemption, and the abundance of God's grace are expressions of his favor. In the book of Psalms, the psalmist said in this 103, he says, the Lord is merciful and he's gracious. He's slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punishes us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards us who fear him as God excuse me as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us that sounds like God's favor to me God's forgiveness and grace emphasize is emphasizing his compassionate nature and the removal of our sins as a manifestation of his favor God loves us and he wants to bestow upon us his favor. That's the first thing that we got to do is accept the favor that he wants to give us. I want to share one more thing if I can, and I'll close this. Most of us as Christians, and those that are Christians here, and I think all of us are, and if we're not, we could take care of that. But the problem we have as Christians is we are seeking God's hand and not seeking his face. See, we seek God's favor, but we don't seek his face. When we seek his hand, that means favor. I'm seeking his hand. But when you seek his face, you'll be able to talk to him close. But when, his, when you seek his face, he's able to grab you with that hand and bring you close to him. That's grace. That's favor. So today, I just want to encourage you to do what Matthew chapter 6, 11, I mean 33 says this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and then all these things all that favor and all that will be added unto you but do who wants added favor not not just the faith but added to you you know what added means you don't have to work for it it's there like putting on you know we put earrings on and you God just adds it on to you, you didn't even have to do it Timothy 3 through 4 and 7 says this 
But when the, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of his Holy Spirit, whom he poured out to us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should come or become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Let's seek God's favor. Not for us, but for his glory. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Amen. How many are glad for God's favor today? Hallelujah. Give him a praise. Hallelujah. Forgiveness of sin is a part of God's favor. If you're here today and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, he said, today's the day. You say, I want to give my life to Christ. And, or if you're somebody here that says, you know what? I've been living according to my own will. I know the Lord. I have a relationship with him. But I want to start seeking his face instead of seeking his hand. I want to renew my relationship with him. If that's you, I want you guys to come down because I want to pray with you. Come to the altar. We want to pray with you. And my third and final petition is this. If you just need some prayer, maybe you just need something going on in your life and you want somebody to agree with you, I want you to come to the altar. We want to pray with you. The prayer team is here for you. If you're saying, Lord, I just want, I want more favor, but, but I want more of you before I get any of your favor. I want the wisdom to seek you. 